combine humanity and amour in French, love in English. That makes humour, humour, same in English. In whatever situation, you must always be able to laugh at yourself. I am Frank Bournois, Professor of Management and the Dean of ESCP Business School. Together in the uh, Choice Makers, we will be meeting leaders who embody and incarnate unique leadership styles with a shared conviction that the business world must nourish society. Hello, everyone. For this uh, first uh, episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with uh, Mr. Philippe Ouzet, Executive Chairman of the Board of Directors at Galerie Lafayette, and also a special distinguished member of uh, ESCP Business School, because he is our chairman. Hello, Philippe, and welcome to you. Um, those who know you would say that you are uh, extremely uh, results-orientated. Can you briefly tell us about your background? Dear Frank, in fact, I'm not only obsessed with the results, but I dare to say that I am obsessed with the customer. Being a merchant, all my professional life has been centered around the client. And it's amazing to realize that after years, the retailing companies and their executives, they forget to be customer-centric which is the only way to succeed in a very competitive environment. As a merchant, I've worked for different retailing companies. I started at Monoprix more than 50 years ago as a trainee, and I worked very hard to transform it from a low-cost variety store chain to an upper-middle-class type of junior department store. 20 years ago, the family asked me to chair the Galerie Lafayette group of 60 department stores to transform it in a company specialized in selling fashion from affordable to premium and luxury. To develop the digital part of the business, we acquired four years ago a majority stake in La Redoute, a pure player selling apparel and home decoration items with a very successful brand, AMPM. In 2015, we acquired also 15% of Carrefour Company, of which we are the major shareholders, and I am now vice chairman. If I wanted to sum up my career, I would say that I've been a dinosaur's trainer, because these businesses I've been running were considered by the experts, the pundits, as dinosaurs, supposed to disappear. And the ones I work for are still well alive. Yes, and dinosaurs, obviously, uh, Philippe, have traveled a lot because the uh, Galerie Lafayette uh, group is known all over the world now, with particularly uh, a very strong presence in, in, in Europe. Would you say that, um, uh, that there is um, something like uh, European leadership? If so... Why and if not, why? You're true, Frank. Gary Lafayette brand is a worldwide famous and this is historical because from the last hundred years, we've opened small stores in exotic countries and we welcome at Boulevard Haussmann in Paris, 
different wealthy foreign tourists who chat about us as a symbol of the French art de vivre. We've been participating in the Paris Ville Lumière attraction and speaking about leadership, we have constantly developed it in selling apparel designers and premium fashion designers. In our department store business, each country has a different approach to serve its customers. That's why they all offer different categories of products corresponding to the local needs. But there is not a European approach and no leadership from any company. I explain why. You can hear about Harrods or Selfridges in London or La Rina Cente in Milano and Galerie Lafayette in Paris. But these different retail brands, they are all worldwide famous, as you said, but at the same time, they are local leaders. That's very good to hear, and it's um, very important, uh, of course, for us in terms of uh, developing uh, future managers uh, at ESCP, which is uh, very, very strongly Europe-based. Um, I suppose that, um, of course, leadership as, uh, uh, is very meaningful for you, not only for uh, leaders as individuals, but also for leading the industry. And um, just to quote and go into um, a different uh, matter, to quote uh, a famous Greek um, uh, historian, Heraclitus, uh, saying that there is nothing permanent except change. And since last, last year, um, retail has been uh, going through unprecedented uh, upheaval and turmoil, especially with uh, some um, uh, store closures and the boom of e-commerce. Um, what are the first lessons that you can uh, tell us about and, and, and what, what, what can we learn? That's remember me, uh, my first speech as a managing director at Madopri, it was in 1982. And uh, the speech was about uh, me telling that change has become only constant for us. And from that time, we change everything. I've been uh, myself faced already by five revolutions impacting severely our business. The first one was the hypermarket, then the shopping mall, then the fast fashion, then the brands becoming retailers, and now e-commerce. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the closing of stores, we've experienced an e-commerce tsunami coming from all ages and categories of customers, looking mostly for food and home decoration, being obliged to stay and work at home. But last December, for Christmas, the stores having been reopened, we had the pleasure to welcome back customers eager to shop, to spend and cultivate relations with our staff. All that happened because we developed a very warm atmosphere with a giant and beautiful Christmas tree, surprising windows for parents and children, and friendly experiences for our customers. Because our future will be digital, physical and digital. We have to work on both sides. That means developing more experiences to be lived in stores and a large marketplace 
to offer a wider range of goods in our digital e-commerce site. Yes, and all of this, I suppose, doesn't go uh, by itself. And collective commitment is one of your group's um, uh, uh, very strong values. Could you tell us a little bit more about how you manage to gather people together and go into these new directions? To be collectively committed is effectively one of the important values we share in our company. Among others, like being customer addict or excellence driven. And we want also to be bold in innovating. You cannot succeed in a very competitive environment by deciding alone the way to follow and the actions to be taken. You have to share your thought, your values, your vision, and empower your people to have them collectively committed. There are um, uh, recent studies um, uh, about the uh, impact of uh, COVID and retail. I'm thinking of the, about the uh, Critiza January uh, 2021 uh, uh, data uh, source showing that uh, consumer preference is going now towards eco-friendly brands and that this is increasing very significantly, I think by something like 50%. As yourself, uh, Philippe, an industry leader, how much are you supporting this change? I was the first among retailers at Monoprix 25 years ago to develop a sustainable growth philosophy. Did you say 20 years ago? 25 years. 25 years ago. A sustainable growth philosophy and sell eco-friendly and bio products. That was, in fact, my personal answer at that time to the environmental questions that were raised by the Kyoto Congress in 1995. Since then, a lot of colleagues in our industry have launched their own range of organic food products. More recently, as a fashion leader, we, Gary Lafayette, questioned the clothing business and we decided to launch for our customers the go-for-good approach, selecting products made with eco-fibers, locally made and recyclables. Following, maybe you've heard of the man, Vivian Westwood mantra, reduce, reuse, recycle. It's very well appreciated by our clients, and now we aim to sell in 2024 100% of these go-for-good selected items for our private brand. This is incredible indeed, and uh, it demonstrates that again here, I think, that um, Gary Lafayette has embodied incredible um, audacity over the last uh, 120 years. Um, your group is, as you have just uh, said and explained, a, a trendsetter in, in many ways. And, and, and in your opinion, as a, a key uh, uh, industry leader, Philippe, what fundamental changes um, do you see ahead of us in the future? In fact, people have been obliged to stay at home to the pandemic, the lockdown, the curfew. They've enjoyed the e-commerce, easy way of ordering products in food and non-food from the couch. And the home delivery has made such progress that its development will be very important, especially if it's free. For the brick and mortar stores we are running, 
we have to offer a feisty way of shopping with a lot of services, restaurants, experiences, and personal relations with the client. Keeping his loyalty with a digital connection and offering a large range of goods augmented by a digital marketplace. It's amazing to see that, in fact, pure players know better the customer than us due to their excellence in AI and data mining, while we satisfy ourselves just by opening the doors to cheer our clients. That is uh, fascinating indeed, and uh, maybe I'd like to uh, open it to uh, another greater, larger societal um, uh, dimension. Um, we are experiencing, you're just showing this, uh, the uh, VUCA model of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Um, in this context of yours, um, companies are, um, and you're saying with uh, e-commerce, uh, challenging, are being challenged by a lot of um, providers with anticipation. What is your secret, do you think, if you want to share it, of course, Uh, when it comes to successfully navigating by side, by making a positive impact, this seems to be an incredibly uh, difficult task to do. In a VUCA world, I think that adaptability will be the most relevant skill for the 2020s. We'll have to be more flexible and resilient The resilience being the ability to bounce back after defeat without even feeling defeated. We'll sometimes have to doubt about the new routes to follow, but we'll always have to decide and execute. If not, be executed. The secret of success in this vocabulary, I would borrow it from Sergio Marcione, the past CEO of Fiat. In an interview, he answered the question. He said, I think like an outsider. I work like a mule and I stick to my principles. Wow, this is uh, taking us a lot into uh, philosophical uh, matter. I like it very much. And, and, and this increased uh, search for uh, meaningfulness uh, uh, at work or in the private sphere. Um, which has been, uh, of course, uh, underscored for now many, many years. Um, it's very relevant today, maybe more than ever. Uh, do you think this is going to impact our society, society sustainably also? The necessary answer to the increased search of meaning is what we call now for a company, la raison d'être. Yes. It's a link between past and present. The company's DNA It has to be shared by all the members which are committed and it's very profound. La Loi Pacte in France recommends that companies now engage themselves on a raison d'être which gives sense, motivation and consensus to the community. Yes, there is, there is this um, recent uh, French law uh, Uh, but more than anything, I know that yourself as a person, you have been engaged into uh, responsible uh, leadership for, uh, for, for a very long time. Uh, it's difficult to uh, provide a definition of this. What, what would be your maybe uh, potential definition of responsible leadership in your own words? You know, Frank, uh, we've been discussing that matter uh, very often. 
for the school and for the teaching of the school. For me, responsible leadership would be to reverse the trend of traditional capitalism, putting people and stakeholders first, then the business with its raison d'être, and then, and only then, shareholders. For me, a responsible leader is one who creates value without betraying its values and combining smartly economy with ethics and ecology. It gives sense, it sets a company raison d'être and purpose, he shares it. He motivates his teams, empowers them, and gives them more autonomy to develop new talents. Philip, it's uh, fascinating again how much there is in this interview, and I'd like to maybe bring it to a conclusion. Uh, it's difficult to do, but I would like to uh, ask you uh, maybe um, just uh, three short questions. It is said first that to choose is to give up. It has been used in politics. It's also very meaningful in management. What would you like to give up today if you had to? Ah, that's a difficult question. If choosing is renouncing, I don't want to give up my responsibility in the society to help the necessary change towards a more responsible and sustainable one. The most difficult renouncement for me has been to give up the executive side in managing our company, leaving it to my son, Nicholas, now a chief executive, and moving to the chairmanship, becoming a supervisor and a mentor, and all that to favor the fifth generation to run our family business. You have um, a very long experience of the... Um intimacy of family business. There are very few people who can really speak about it. Um, and, 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 and if you had to uh, now, although you are um, the, the, the chairman of a business school, if you had to be uh, delivering class and teach uh, in, in terms of um, uh, responsible leadership and all that you have told us today, uh, what would it be? Uh, you know me now, Frank. <laughs> you know my answer. The responsible leader must develop emotional intelligence and creativity. He must show ability to communicate and to collaborate through social medias. And these skills have to be enhanced during the school period. As the ancient Greek said, know yourself better. You can do it through meditation, for example, and our students will have to be teach on that. EQ or IQ, you can't choose, you need both. The secret of a successful responsible leader lies in a blend of two traits of character you have to develop, personal humility and love for your company, for people. If you combine humility and amour in French, love in English. That makes humour, humour, same in English. Uh-huh. In whatever situation, you must always be able to laugh at yourself. Yes, this is, a, uh, I agree, a, a great quality to have. That not That is not so easy to implement, but uh, I, I know personally that you are uh, incarnating this very strongly, and uh, it's very good to hear. 
Uh, I don't want to uh, be using too much of your uh, precious time. Uh, if you could give maybe um, a takeaway tip to uh, our listeners uh, in order to help them make right choices, what would you tell us, Philippe? If you want to make, uh, for me, to always make the right choice, you have, you'll have to be humble, to be curious, to be a lifelong learner. And remember Nelson Mandela saying, I never lose. Either I win or I learn. That's, uh, I think, maybe uh, a, a time to, um, to express our gratitude to you for this uh, interview. It's, uh, it's a lot of experience that we've been uh, sharing um, today. Thank you, Philippe, for, um, for um, giving us all of these um, very difficult tips to, uh, to implement. Um, it's good for people who are currently in their leaders' jobs and also uh, very good for uh, students of management. And as you told us, know thyself. It's uh, very good also for um, uh, managers of um, their own lives. Uh, there is so much more maybe that we uh, could uh, get. And, and, and where, um, if it is possible, uh, Philip, where can our listeners follow you? Sorry, Frank. I'm too old school type of boss. So you'll have problem to follow me. Maybe from time to time on Twitter. But I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on uh, Twitch or other things. Right. So I think it's um, going to be a, 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 a Twitter hunt uh, that our listeners uh, will, have, uh, will have to do. And maybe a very final word on um, uh, y your impression of the interview, on uh, some of the questions and uh, anything off the press that you would like to share. You've asked the good questions about sustainable management and on a responsible leader. By the way, the same questions are now discussed in France. Uh, you've heard about uh, Emmanuel Faber, the past Danone CEO. He has been ousted, being accused of not being able to combine capitalism and responsible management. And that has been measured in a too low share price. That's, uh, that's true, and it's uh, giving uh, a lot of thought uh, uh, for, uh, for the future, and we'll see how company goes. But thank you again for your uh, very strong messages and um, elements of uh, responsible uh, leadership, which at ESCP, as you know so well, is one of our key drivers. You are always welcome, dear Frank and dear students. This is already the end of this episode and I sincerely thank you for listening and I hope that this exchange has inspired and nourished you intellectually. If so, do share it with others. For more insights, don't hesitate to follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Take care and I'm looking forward to you joining our next meetings with leaders.